0: Lower your score and improve your game with Custom Fitted Clubs at Pure Form Golf. This is Off the Tee with Sam Hargraves and Nick O'Hearn.
1: Ah, yes, indeed. It is absolutely wonderful to be back on Off the Tee for 2023. And we are here all thanks to Pure Form Golf. Improve your game with Custom Fitted Clubs at Pure Form Golf. Sam Hargraves is my name, but it is really all about the man sitting across from me, especially in the week we're in, because he's participated in it. And finish top 20 in it, if you don't mind as well. But it is a joy to be back having a chat to you, the former world number 16, the only man with a 2-0 and o record in match play against Tiger
2: Woods. I speak, of course, of Nick Ahern. Hello, mate. Sam, it is so good to be back. And Masters week as well. What a week to start the show off again.
1: Could we have picked a better week? I don't think so.
2: No, this is it.
1: So you walked in, you have a massive smile on your face. <laughs> uh, you, you, you've got a spring in your step. There's, uh, You couldn't wait to, to get in here. The only thing I didn't have on was a
2: green jacket. <laughs> well, what's the etiquette around that? I mean, oh. are you,
1: is that like wearing white to a wedding?
2: <laughs> You're probably right, actually. Yeah. Well, you can't take it out of the clubhouse is what I've heard. Although maybe the current Masters champion can because you know, Adam Scott brought it down to Australia, didn't he? He did. Um, so before we get stuck into the the news
1: that's circling around the Masters, there is plenty to talk about. What does Masters week mean for you? you you've, you've played it. I'm going to say three times, four times, four times. Four times. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had a top 20 in 2006 when Phil won his second. What does it mean to you, the Masters, personally?
2: Oh, it's hard to sum it up, really. I mean, it's, it's every golfer's dream, I think, just to go there, number mm. one, and then to compete is just something almost surreal. My first time there was in 2005, and I just remember arriving the weekend before. I didn't go there once. The patrons, as they call them, they're not called spectators at it, at the Masters. They're called patrons. So I arrived the weekend before. Members were actually still playing on the golf course. And you know what I did? I didn't even take the clubs with me. I walked straight to the 10th tee, and I walked the back nine. I just wanted to see in person, up close, what I'd seen on television all those years. And it lived up to and exceeded all expectations that I had. And every time I made the trip back to Augusta, um, I got chills. I really did. As soon as you go through those gates and you drive down Magnolia Lane... You are an absolute kid in a candy store. So is it to you wanting,
1: when that first time you went, wanting to see what you'd seen on TV? So is it, you know, Hogan Bridge, mm. 16th? Is it, you know, the the Nelson or the Saracen Bridge? Or is it, is it just to put yourself in a space that this isn't something I'm watching through a screen or this is something I'm living, it's
2: real? So you wanted to get the tourist out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, the first year, certainly I did. So I did that. The weekend before, got it all out the way. And then obviously it was concentration time once the gun went off. But I think it's so unique because it's the only major that they play the same venue every year. I mean, the Open, the PGA, Mm. the US Open, you go to different venues every time. The the Open Championship has a rotation. Every Mm. five or six years you go back to St. Andrews, which is fantastic. But every year you go to Augusta National. So it's so special. And we all grew up as kids, I think watching the Masters. I mean, the reason I became a golf professional and wanted to play it for a living was because of the 86 Masters watching Jack Nicholas win the Green Jacket. Unfortunately, he did defeat our fellow Aussie, Greg Norman. <laughs> However, that really inspired me to one. kick on. Yeah. Uh,
1: so uh, Jordan Spieth has said it's the Super Bowl for golf. I, I wonder whether it's more like the Champions League. Because it, it brings champions from other majors who are always have an exemption. They can always be there. You, you've won your own thing, but, but this is something different. This is where the best of the best converge. You have to be top 50 you you, or you have to be uh, invited or you have to have been um, a major winner. I mean, it's mm. is it not the hardest of the majors to get an invite to?
2: Well, <laughs> so this is a very interesting point. It's actually the easiest major to win because there's this year there's only 87 players playing in the field, top 50 in the world, obviously, and then mm. they have past champions and other exemptions. So it's actually the weakest field of a major. However, you've still got the best players in the world there, so it's still very tough to win. But the PGA Championship is actually probably the hardest one to win because usually they invite the top 100 players in the world, so you know you've got the best of the best. This event, you've obviously got the top 50 and then some others that may or may not uh, you know, compete over the week's Jack Nicklaus actually rates this as the fourth best major, which is a very strange thing to say. He says US Open number one, uh, PGA wow. Championship number two, the Open three, and then the Masters four. It's a weird thing to say, but the way he spoke about it was it's it's just a unique event and it's a gathering of all all these past champions plus the best players in the world. It doesn't quite have the same thing as the other events, but I think if you speak to 99.9% of golfers, they rate the Masters Right up there with the open, and it's a toss-up as to which is the favourite. So Nick Ahern's going to give us his top five Masters moments, uh, and we want
1: you to throw up your nominations to zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You can call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're going to go through the Aussie hopes uh, in a bit of detail uh, coming up in the show, uh, and get your take on where our players are at and what chances they have. Uh, and there are some great storylines in and around those, so I'm really looking forward to chatting to you uh, about that. 0433 981116 736 736. Just before we go through the news update, and, and we know what the big news story is around the Masters, and I think it actually is making this build up even better, if that can be a thing for the Masters. Let me throw this at you. When you think Masters, is the Masters still synonymous with Jack? Six times he won, youngest multiple champion, first champion to successfully defend, he's the oldest champion as well. 22 top 10 finishes, 15 top five, four second places, six jackets. Or is it Tiger? Is it the five-time winner who also has defended 24 times played, I think 14 times top 10? And we're going to go through moments. So to you... It should be interesting to get, and I wonder if it's a generational thing, but is the Masters now synonymous with, still synonymous with Jack, or do you now feel it's synonymous with
2: Tiger? Well, it's a generational thing for sure. I mean, it depends on who you ask, but I think current day, you'd have to say Tiger Woods. I mean, everyone at that grounds with Tiger playing is going, wow, okay, the cat's here. He he sucks up so much oxygen at that venue, whereas Mm. Jack Nicklaus did the same in his day, but Once you get to a certain point, you know that, okay, things have gone past where Jack has an influence. Obviously, he's still hitting the the ceremonial tee shot, which is going to be fantastic. It'll be him, Gary Player, and Tom Watson teeing off Thursday morning, one of the great traditions at Augusta National. But uh, if you look at the record as a whole, yes, Jack has the better record, six green jackets, more higher finishes, and so on. But I think if you talk to anyone on those grounds, and it's all about Tiger. So let's talk
1: news coming into the masters. By the way, we are going to touch on what an incredible Australian summer it's been. The PGA of Australasia, the feats of David McCallusi, Tom, uh, Tom Powerhorn Tom Powerhorn and Andrew Martin. So a lot to discuss there as well. But it is the eve of the eve Of Master's Eve.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could say that. (laughs)
1: 12.30 Friday morning. So we are really focused in on our first episode of Off the Tee uh, for season 2023. All thanks to Pureform Golf. Improve your game with custom-fitted golf clubs at Pureform Golf. The news update for Ping. Use Ping Golf equipment so you can play your best. uh, Very apt title, given the name of your book as a long-time pig man. He's had a a Mm. pig... Did I say ping or pig? Uh, I don't know. Actually. I'll roll with ping. <laughs> Go with uh, ping.
2: Just in case that didn't <laughs> I just quite... got a new ping putter today, too.
1: So I'm Did looking you really? be using that. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, how to play your best golf with Nick Ahern's book. So, the big story coming in, uh, of course, is what will the reception be like between the live players and the PGA players? There are six May, uh, Masters winners in the live ranks Phil, Sergio, Bubba, Charles Schwartzel. Reed and DJ uh, that we know. There's multiple other major champions that have gone to live, including our Cameron Smith, Brooks Koepka, Bryson, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Keimer, McDowell, uh, Stenson. So what the reception was going to be and how frosty, if at all it would be, has been on everybody's mind. What's been your take from what you've been watching, what you're seeing? Is it what you expected? Is it better than you thought? How have you viewed this build-up and the relationships
2: Are there live players playing? I didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's all anyone can talk about, which is fantastic. Um, It's, it's great for the game of golf. I mean, it just, it, it, that disruption that they've tried Mm. to create, it's all there. And, and, and whichever side of the fence you sit on, or if you sit in the middle a bit like myself, I think it's just fantastic. And, Cameron Smith came out today and said, look, when he arrived on grounds, he got a nice warm welcome, and why not? I mean, he's one of the nicest guys out there. He's very easygoing, and mm. I'm sure a lot of the players, we saw, I saw a bit of the footage today of John Rahm and Sergio, you know, up close and personal. They were, they're obviously good friends. Yeah. Other players really, you know, shaking hands and getting on. I mean, I saw something about Bryson playing a practice round with Tiger Woods, but that was fake news. <laughs> that's never going to happen at no, the moment. That's Rory's, so. <laughs> uh,
1: that's Rory's, he's plus
2: one. We know that. <laughs> So it is it is what it is at the moment. Obviously, Greg Norman has come out and said, look, uh, if a live play wins, all other 17 live players will be on that 18th green. That's mm. caused a bit of a stir. Greg didn't get the invitation, which is, is really the ultimate snub for him, unfortunately. I mean, yep. he's a major winner. And if you are, have won a major, you do get an invite to the Masters. So that's obvious. Fred Ridley in his press conference today sort of made some comments which weren't that friendly towards the... Other players playing in a certain group, which we all know is live, obviously. Um, you know, not continuing with the traditions of the game. And yet he's happy to have everyone here playing uh, with the best mm. players in the world. So he kind of got around it in that way. But you kind of know where they stand on the whole matter. So as the week progresses, I, you know what I think is going to happen? I think we're going to have a live player with the opening day lead. That's going to be my call.
1: But is I mean, not... What an amazing thing that it is to add this element of who who do you roll with? Mm. You know, this almost like the scene out of Anchorman where all the different newsrooms came and fought it <laughs> out, uh, some of them to the death. Like, it's it's got images of that to it. it there's really is um, this divide. And, and I think the majors have been so smart in recognising, well, jeez, the publicity we are going to get above and beyond what we'd normally get and the eyes that are going to be on this, maybe even just for the theatre of it all, um, I think they have nailed the decision to, to to allow the major winners and the previous Masters winners to be there. Because you're right, it is all that anyone's talking about coming back. I've seen Vision of Brooks Koepka being asked about it three weeks ago and saying, I actually live around a lot of those guys in where, where you used to live in uh, uh, Jupiter, is it?
2: I was in Orlando, but they're down yeah. in West Palm Beach, yeah, Jupiter. Uh,
1: but a similar sort of setup. Yeah. Um, and he reckons they're all good. Dustin Johnson thinks that yeah we're all, we're all pretty good, but there has been shots fired here and there. Fred couples had to go to the dinner, uh, after he called Phil Mickelson, a nutbag and Sergio Garcia, a clown. Um, he just says he wants them to stop bad mouthing the PGA. So there's a lot of people have said a lot of things that are going to see each other. And, this is all great theatre.
2: I would love to be a fly on that wall in that Champions Dinner, which is happening Tuesday night, their time, Wednesday, our time, obviously. I mean, the seating arrangements, that'll be fun. I mean, let's put let's put yeah. Phil Mickelson next to Fred Couples and see how they get along and Sergio Garcia and so on and so Why forth. Why not? Oh, yeah. It'll be a beauty, but it adds to the whole drama of the event but i think once you know that first tee shot is hit on thursday morning it'll dissipate but mm. the build up is just going to be get more and more intense as we approach for sure so it's creating fascinating headlines and it's great for the game of golf i think it's just you know promoting the sport in a way that mm. is unique and the four majors they are separate to the PGA tour they yes. don't have any control over them No. The, the open is run by the rna the us open is usga uh, the PGA Championship is the PGA and the Masters, well, they're run by the Green Jackets and they can do whatever they want. So we'll we'll see how this all pans out.
1: When it settles, and maybe they won't be divided for that long, maybe this won't be as it is for that long. But while it is, this is always going to be, and maybe look, if it's all fine at the, at the Masters, it won't be as big a story going in. But all it takes is for a little bit here and a little bit there, just it keeps bubbling along, and then it starts to be competitive. Like, can the Liv guys hang with the PGA guys in their new schedule, not playing as much golf? And then it becomes a, who do you follow? Like, who do you who do you barrack for? Who are you getting behind? Like, uh, the, it, I think it just adds, we, we love team golf, and I think inadvertently this has created another style of team golf.
3: Yeah, team had.
1: PGA up against <laughs> Team Liv at the Majors.
2: Yeah. Well, Imagine if Liv can get the first run on the board. Well, there's calls for a PGA Tour versus Liv, you yeah, know, Ryder Cup style. I think that'd be fascinating. <laughs> but the pressure is actually on the Liv golfers to perform yep. here because Cameron Smith said it in his press conference. Look, we need to perform because there's all this talk about we're not competitive any, anymore. We're not playing against the best players. And he admittedly said, look, Liv fields are not as strong as regular tournament uh, fields that he's played in on the PGA Tour. The golf courses." are they as, as good or as strong as 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 on the PGA Tour as well? So there's a variety of things that he's been saying. When we come back, we'll hear what Cam Smith has had to say.
1: And then after, we're going to get your top five Masters moments of all time. We're going to run through our Aussie hopes on the other side of this. On, off the T, 0433981116 to give us yours. That was the news for Ping Golf. Use Ping Golf equipment so you can play your best. And we're here for Pure pure Form Golf. Improve your game with custom-fitted clubs at Pure Form Golf. This is Off the Tee on SEN.
0: Lower your score and improve your game with custom-fitted clubs at Pure Form Golf. This is Off the Tee. With Sam Hargraves and Nick O'Hearn.
3: You know, I've spent probably an hour out in the range already uh, this afternoon. It was good to see some familiar faces, uh, lots of laughs and uh, lots of handshakes. Um, and, and it was really, it was really nice. I, I really wasn't sure what I was going to expect uh, walking onto the range, but it was good to see some uh, familiar faces and, and lots of smiles. You talked about the, the hugs and handshakes and whatnot when you walked onto the range. Uh, what were you expecting? I wasn't really sure to be honest. <laughs> um uh, Yeah, I, I was just kind of uh letting it all kind of happen naturally. Uh went out onto the range, did my did my stuff and and did my work and um yeah, had yeah, it was just a really nice experience. So I I don't know. I didn't want to expect too much, but at the same time I I kind of wanted that. Um not only for myself, but just for the game of golf, I think. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment uh, that doesn't need to be going on, especially in the media. I think um, it's definitely wound up a little bit too much.
1: Cam Smith on the reception that he received at Augusta, and he's really strong on the fact that there's a uh, that there, he believes there isn't. He rubbished. Reports Nick Ahern uh, that there is a divide between the players and that there's real animosity uh, between the players. Uh, welcome back to Off the Tee for Pure Form Golf. Improve your game with custom fitted clubs at Pure Form Golf. We're going to go through the chances of our Aussies playing in the 87th Masters. Um, let's start with Cam Smith. So, tied for third last year, he's had three top 10 finishes in the last four years. He's had a second in, in 2020. Speaking about his preparation, though, not anywhere near this year, what it was last year after the smoking hot start he had to the
2: PGA season. Yeah. I think he said in his press conference that uh, he basically played the same amount of tournaments coming into the masters, which wasn't quite true. I think uh, he's played four this year. He's played three, three rounders. Obviously, that's nine competitive rounds of golf. And then he played an event in Saudi Arabia where he missed the cuts. That's 11 competitive rounds. Last year, he played five events and played mm. 18 competitive rounds. Slightly different fields, obviously, with cuts and all that sort of thing as well. So the preparation has not been great. A miscut, uh, what is he, had a sixth, the 26th, and a 29th, the last couple of live events. So not mm. ideal. Last week's event in Orlando on uh, the live golf tour was at a golf course called Crooked Cat at Orange County National. I know it well because I lived about 15 minutes from there, and that's about as far of preparation as you're going to get to Augusta National because <laughs> Bermuda grass resort style is really not what you want the week before. However, his history there is great. He's missed, he's made six of six cuts and obviously the best finish of tied second in 2020. So he he loves this property, and when he gets on site, I think – He just changes into a different golfer. So I have very high hopes for Cam this week. Obviously, his form hasn't been great of late, though.
1: Still number five in the world, which is interesting given that uh, the other guys uh, plummeted pretty quickly uh, after they left the PGA for Liv. But um, he's still holding, not that you get rankings points for Liv that we know, but he had ensconced himself in that top three. Uh, So it's taking a while for others to catch up and overtake him in the rankings, which is essentially what it is. It's essentially like his car is stalled mm. and you just got to go past him. But yeah. geez, I haven't really done it at any rapid rate or not. <laughs> this guy though, so there's your thoughts on Cam Smith. So if you're predicting a finish, top five, top 20, top five, top
2: 10, top 20 or outside? I would say top 10 at the moment there from, you go. from what I'm thinking, maybe top 15, but I, given his form coming in, it's going to be tough to, for him to win. However, you never know with this guy. He just has a knack. For getting the most out of his game at the big events.
1: Uh, it's been a long time since Jason Day um, was contending for a major, let alone winning. He's still searching for his second. This was him um, earlier this week about being back uh, at Augusta.
0: Jason, can I ask what, how you did spend your Masters weekend last year?
4: Watching golf, actually. <laughs> it was, uh, not. Um, it's obviously... Uh, it was nice to be able to watch it, and um, I didn't watch too much of it, but I, I think it was more out of um, the, the sheer disappointment that I wasn't able to compete um, just because, I've, you know, been the last 11 years I was playing um, at this tournament, and then uh, I think mentally I was, I was more disappointed in myself not being able to compete here and play in the majors especially because my world ranking ballooned out so far. And um, a lot of it hit my confidence a lot um, not being able to play in the majors. And i um, been slowly trying to work my way back, um, you know, inside the top 50 and then trying to work my way back up the world rankings as well to be able to play in these events.
1: So, a man that came tied for second with Adam Scott in 2011, he was third in 2013, fifth in 2019, hasn't had a PGA Tour win since 2018, the 2015 US Open winner, but. Four top 10 finishes this season in six events. He was 112th in the world at the start of the year, Nick. And now he's 33rd in the world. He is a great story this year. And he comes in pain-free, white-hot form. Jason Day.
2: Yeah, I love his chances. Obviously some outstanding form this year. As you mentioned, he was outside the top hundred in the world at the beginning of the year. He was mm. so motivated from last year, missing the masters. There's nothing worse for a golfer to be sitting at home, watching a major on TV. Cause trust me, we want to be there. Mm. We want to be playing as much as we possibly can, especially at Augusta. His form this year, he hasn't finished outside the top 20 in every event he's played. Now he hasn't, Obviously won a tournament, but he's been in the top 10, what did you say, four or five times, four I think? Four out of six events. Yeah, that's that's incredible And golf. his
1: match play form was unbelievable, yes. 3-0 in the group stage. Uh, got knocked out in the quarters, but if you're going to get knocked by by anyone, there's probably no shame in Scheffler.
2: Yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> he's <But> okay. <laughs> his history here is great. Uh, his yep. body's healthy, which is the main thing. He's done some amazing work with Chris Como. Uh, a new coach he's been working on so he can keep those things in check. That's been a big turnaround from him. He started hitting a lot of fades now with with his game. Before, he used to hit a lot of draws. And, you know, people talk about draws working at Augusta, but off the tee, you don't really need that anymore because the course is so long. You're just hitting it as far as you can off the tee. You're not worrying about shaping it too much. It's more the approaches into the green. We need to be able to work it both ways. And he has both of those under control now, which is fantastic. So is he...
1: a Realistic winning chance, top five chance, top 10, top 20, or
2: just great to be back. A bit of all of that. However, <laughs> I'm going to say top three. Or oh, I'm, going, bit, I'm going large.
1: What, I mean, what a story that would well, be. Well, he's too. an
2: amazing putter, this guy. Yes. I mean, he, and that's what you need at Augusta. You have to putt phenomenally yep. well around there or have a great short game, things like that. And he's striking the ball so well at the moment. The form's there. The history's there. He's been there before. I can't wait. Uh I heard John
1: Daly saying something very similar. Would you believe? He said, Any, anyone, everyone can drive. Everyone can drive. But if you can chip and you can putt, you can win the Masters. Mm, wow. Uh, now, oh, we're both very big fans. In fact, I'll get to Min Woo Lee in a minute, but it's the 10 year anniversary since Adam Scott uh, became the only Australian to ever win the Masters. 42 years of age. He also has a rich history. It's not the only time he's been at the pointy end. Uh, of a Masters leaderboard. We talked about 2011 when he was equal second, when Schwartzel won with uh, Jason Day. Um, One of the best swings in golf. Um, Strong inside that uh, top 50. He's 38th in the world. He's been really calculated about his build-up. He hasn't wanted to overplay. Uh, So he's been really careful with his body and with his preparation. Adam Scott, you always look at him and think, well, he's got the the master's game clearly because he 's got a green jacket, but how do you see his chances coming into the eighty seventh
2: pretty good he's, his headspace is is very good uh, as as you mentioned I think he 's taken a bit of a different approach he's he's arriving on he arrived on Monday at Augusta normally he arrives the weekend before, so he 's trying not to mm. uh, get worn out because that can happen if he arrived the weekend before. He made an earlier visit to the course to really check out how it was playing. And I believe the weather this week may, there may be some rain in the forecast conditions could be a little softer. I think that'll play fairly nicely into his hands because he, he's obviously still hitting the ball a very long way for Adam. It's all about the putter. Can he hold those crucial putts which we know he needs to make. I assume he has Stevie Williams back on the bag. Uh, and he's one of the best at yeah, well, reading the greens out there as well. So I, I like his chances. Not but so I'm... great at reading a high five, but he's very good at reading. <laughs> well, he took some great advice in that playoff <laughs> hole when Stevie said, look, it's, it's more break than you think. <laughs> yeah. And he made it to win.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, that putt that just for a moment you didn't think was going to drop <laughs> with Adam and then oh, I did. Um, so Adam Scott, realistic win, top five, top 10, top 20, or... It might be a tough one.
2: I'm thinking top 20 for Adam. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, he's, what is he into his 40s now? It it just doesn't get any easier the older you get. However, experience plays such a factor there. But I think a a top for 20 finish in in my books for Adam.
1: Um, You and I are both very big fans of uh, Min Woo Lee. So he's had a really strong start of the season. Three top 10 finishes in his five events, European tour, um, the sixth at the players when he was in the final group, it just didn't really... Go well for him uh, on that final day. Played the Masters last year, finished in a tie for 14th, was outside the 50 coming into this year. So he has busted his behind and put really good results up uh, to get his invite to the Masters. This is what he had to say on Fox Sports uh, about how he feels after last year coming into this year.
4: Yeah, I um, obviously had a really good front nine there on the last day. So I. Uh, it's a bit of confidence, I guess, you know, being a debut debut player there and you know having such a high finish it was a uh, very very confidence boosting and know that I could play at such a prestigious place uh so I'm I'm really excited to go back there and uh, hopefully my good form of golf still continues and hopefully I can uh finish off that back nine a little bit better
1: um so he and Jason Day and Harrison Crow, we'll talk about in a minute have been playing practice rounds together I think all the Aussies got together for dinner um he can go so low and then, and we've seen even in, in a round can shoot high nine, low nine, uh, can have a great day and then a not so great day. He seems to have every skill set. He but does. it's just
2: about stringing the four days together, that, is it? Well, that's, that's the thing. It's making your bad day still around par. That's the yeah. real key for him going forward. Now, we saw it at the Players' Championship, I think on the Saturday, he obviously played an amazing yep. round of golf, but the Sunday... He just struggled, and and he sh- got
1: conservative, didn't he? Like yeah. he, he went conservative for a well,
2: while. Well, you kind of have to when you're not playing that well. But mm. it just got away from him early, and he yep. couldn't keep it under wraps. And he made some a couple of silly mistakes early on the front nine there at Sawgrass. But Augusta's a different beast. He finished tied 14th last year, an amazing debut. Um, that experience will really hold him in some good stead. And he's just an excitement machine. I, I watched him hit balls at the Australian PGA. Uh, in our season here. And I just couldn't believe the club head speed he was creating. So off the tee, he's going to be. the
1: highest on tour. Really? He has, yeah. yeah. And and for a, I, I won't say
2: diminutive guy, but he's not a big guy. No, he's not that big. No, but he, he the, the gets the it through. The speed he creates through the ball. It was yeah. just it was like, oof, the vacuum. He was sucking oxygen out of the air. It was just incredible. But uh, he's an anomaly. I'm not sure where he's going to fit into this because yeah. he could just do some amazing things, yet he could also throw it away at the same time. So once he gets that consistency level that his sister Minji's shown throughout her career, Mm. I think he's going to be a top five, top 10 player in the world very soon.
1: One of the great stories of last year in Australian golf was the amateur form of Harrison Crowe. So he became the first man since Jim Ferry in 1938 to hold the amateur and the Open, New South Wales crown. He went and won the Asian amateur, uh, the Asia-Pacific amateur, which qualified him for the Open Championship and the Masters. He also replicated Ernie Els's shot uh, <laughs> from the road outside the pub at St Andrews over onto the green, um, which I think he. When I spoke to him at the Champions Dinner for the New South Wales Open, uh, which I was lucky enough to MC, he uh, I said, "Which got you more Instagram followers, qualifying for the Masters or the shot out the front of the pub?" And he went, "Probably the shot out the front of the pub." Of course, um, he is about to just have his he- whole life uh, turned upside down. I mean, going from uh, amateur. Early 20s on, in the New South Wales state program, he's achieved a lot. And this is about to be a, a life-changing experience. He spoke to Fox Sports about how he's feeling about it all uh, on the eve of the eve of the eve.
4: Yeah, really good. Yeah, game's in an awesome spot. Uh, I just got back from Augusta last week, so I had some practice rounds there. Um, it's definitely different to what it looks like on TV. Um, don't Definitely don't expect how hilly it is. But uh, I love the
1: track. It's, it's awesome. You said he is as calm and as cool <laughs> a dude. And I, God, how old did I sound saying that? But he, he seems unflappable, this bloke. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be nervous, but you would never know. So he's. I think he's a 1,001 to 1. There's never been, and I asked him this, I said, do you, do you know when the last time an amateur won the Masters was? And he said, no. And I said, never. You'd be the, <laughs> yeah. So it's never happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, first thing he needs to do is not win the par three comp, because if you win, there's (laughs) never been the winner of the par three comp wins the masters. So just don't win that dunk one in the water on the last, but you're right. He he does seem very unflappable and we saw him win the new South Wales open. Mm. And the way he went about it, he grabbed that tournament by the scruff of the neck and, and really took control. And he did this very similar thing, I think at the end of the uh, Asia Pacific Amateur, which he wanted to get into the masters. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes. He's, it's funny, they have uh, what's called the Crow's Nest at Augusta at the top of the clubhouse, which is where the amateurs stay during the week. Harrison Crow, obviously, he'll be staying in the Crow's Nest. Nice little uh, little uh, play on words there, which will be fun. But I think he's staying it's with... It's fa- Yeah. I think he's uh, staying there the night of the amateur dinner, which is Monday night there. And then he's going to stay with his dad, Tony and family away from yeah. the course, which is the best thing to do. So what should we have any expectations on him? I think he'll. I think he'll make the cut. Uh, I, love it. I think he can do that, yeah. and, and that would be a nice goal for him. Now, he probably sets a personal goal of, what is it, top 12 or top 14, gets you in the following year. So that would be, I think, a really good goal for him to set as well. Overall or just out of the amateurs? No, overall. overall you have to finish yeah. top 12, top 14, and that uh, gets you in the following sorry, year. Sorry, I
1: didn't ask you about Min Woo. Realistic win, top mm. 5, top 10, top 20, <laughs> or just make the cut?
2: Well, I think he'll want a better last year. So top 10, I would say. And yep. And look, if he... If he puts it together, he could be in one of those last couple of groups come Sunday.
1: Now, we've got to get to your Masters moments, which we're going to do on the other side of the break. But we've gone through the Aussies and you've given us your view on where their place coming in. And, and we've spoken about their preparation in the lead into of the other players. So Scotty Scheffler, the defending champ. John Rahm started this year off, I think, one, two out of the first three uh, events, if I'm not mistaken. There are very good players in in really good form. Who are your top three chances?
2: Do you think for the eighty seventh Masters? Well, the players, you know, the the big three at the moment in golf are Scheffler, Rahm, and and McIlroy. Whatever order you want to put them in. Mm. I mean, my heart. I'd love to see Rory complete the Grand Slam. That would be yeah. pretty cool, but. Whether he can do it or not, that's another thing. So he's definitely in my top three. It's so hard to go past Scotty Sheffield. He's playing some amazing golf. He's looking to become the fourth player to go back to back. I think it was Tiger has done it, and Jack Nicklaus and Nick Faldo are the other mm. the other couple there. So his game at the moment is phenomenal. and He's almost repeating last year in a way. He's winning these tournaments leading up to the Masters, and he's playing some incredible golf. The third player I'm going to put there. I'm not going to go for genre. I'm just to be something different. But I've really, oh, well. I've really loved the way Max Homer's played over the start of this year. Yeah, I mean, great call. Cool. Whether he hasn't performed well in majors yet, but you can just see the belief mm. increasing in him every, as every week goes past. How many live players in the top ten? I think there will be two, I'm, and I'm going to say one will be Cam, and the other is going to be DJ. Possibly three. You might get a Patrick Reed in there or someone like that.
1: Um do you know who I'm really glad to see in form mm. is Brooks, oh, Brooks. after
2: yeah. I watched the after I watched Full Swing to
1: see the doubt he had he his belief in his game was shot oh it was spoiler alert but it he, I mean to the point where his wife was saying I'm worried about our future right. which I think probably and him worried about his future and not knowing <laughs> whether he could still hang on that tour so the offer to go and you know, I think that really informed his decision. I I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if if he really buries some demons Mm. and has a really strong masters as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously winning last week in Orlando is fantastic for the confidence, how his game shapes up for Augusta at the moment. I don't know because again, the competitive reps haven't been there. So time will tell, but his history in major, he's won four of them. So he loves the big stage. So there we
1: are. The top Aussie chances, and the top chances according to Nick Ahern give us your 0433981116 Michael says welcome back guys i think Justin Thomas great value for the masters he is very capable of winning i'd put speeth into that category uh, as well when we come back though Nick Ahern's top 5 masters moments of all time
0: on off the tee lower your score and improve your game with custom fitted clubs at pure form golf this is Off The Tee with Sam Hargraves and Nick Ahern.
1: Uh, Before we finish up this evening, Nick Ahern is going to give you a swing tip. All thanks to Mizuno Golf. Hashtag nothing feels like a Mizuno. Uh, and it will have a Masters theme running through it. But before we do that, we need to get your top five moments of all time. Uh, Masters moments of all time. Um, interestingly, that we... we, we we will, at one stage, we will, one day we'll do this where I won't let you put Tiger in there <laughs> and we'll just do it without Tiger. But today we'll, um, today we'll, we'll do it, your top five masters moments of all time. So where do you want to start, Nicker Hurt?
2: Okay. Well, I have to start at the moment with one of the guys who's sort of creating a bit of controversy. It's going to be Phil Mickelson, two thousand. <laughs> He's going for it, Peter. He's going for it. He was asking how far past the hole before oh, he would goodness. come back.
3: So this might be the tournament.
0: <laughs> and an yes! unbelievable yes! shot by Mickelson.
3: The greatest shot of his life.
1: So that is uh, set that up. Okay. Because you shouldn't, when you watch that, you go, well, what's he doing?
2: Because yeah. where is he? So he's on the 13th hole, uh, the par five. The tournament is in the balance right here, and he's up in the pine straw right of the fairway. I mean, he's pulled his tee shot to the right, and it's, it's basically a layup. He has to thread it through two trees, and he says to Bones, his caddy, look, this is the percentage shot, which to most people have gone, what? This is the percentage shot? You've got to go over a creek. You've got 200 yards. Three in front of you. Yeah, he's hit this six iron out of the pine straw to like five or six feet. It's one of the greatest Inside. shots I think uh, you'll see him, and he went on to victory, obviously. That was just incredible. So that's my number five. Number four, uh, unfortunately, it's a bit of a heartbreaker for Australians. Uh, it's Larry Mize, 1987, the famous chip shot on the second playoff hole. Sevy, Ballesteros, and Greg Norman. Larry went to the playoff hole three. Sevy got eliminated on the first playoff hole, which was the 10th, and then they went to 11. And unfortunately, Larry chipped in. For the birdie to take out Norman, we aren't playing. We're not playing. No, we're not going to play no, that. We're not playing it. <laughs> we we refuse. Um, yeah, heartbreaker. It was it, it was a dagger for all of us. Okay, number three. Uh, obviously, that, we're going to continue the Aussie flair here, but we have to go with Adam Scott, yeah, uh, winning the Masters. However, I'm not going to go for the winning putt. One of the great moments for me was when he held that putt on the 18th green, the 72nd hole, and he thought he'd won. And he'd given it the big, come on, Aussie. And then you've got Mark Leishman uh, behind him with the fist pump as well. It was just one of the great Australian scenes, I think. And he actually thought he won, but Steve Williams pulled him to the side and said, no, you've got to get composed. We might be in a playoff. And sure enough, Angel Cabrera hit the shot on 18. They went down extra holes and he got him on the next. It was just one of the most amazing moments for Australian golf in that regard.
1: And and he's still our one and only Masters winner. Mm. I mean, it, 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 that in itself. I mean, it's to to be one anyway. But from Australian golf point of view, I mean, it, it had been so long in the making. We we thought so many times with Gregor. I think it was second on what three occasions?
2: Oh, I've lost count. Yeah. Ninety six. <laughs> I mean, ninety six was the heartbreaker uh, with Faldo. Yeah, yeah. eighty
1: six. I think it was his second to Jack. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it just a special – and then that part, as I said before, that you thought, oh, I don't think it's going to – and then it did go. Like, it, was just, <laughs> it, it wasn't there, just that little moment.
2: Oh, yeah. Just a yeah. little moment. Yeah. Um, all right, where are we going to next? Okay, number two, Jack Nicklaus, the 16th hole, his tee shot. You've got to listen to this. It's absolutely brilliant.
3: Tom Weisskopf, what is going through Jack's mind right now? He has not experienced this kind of a streak in a long time.
2: If I knew the way
4: he thought, I would have won this tournament. <laughs> 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 uh, no, seriously, he is just going to fire this right at the pin. He's going to think, Jack, this is time right now. Make the swing that you are capable of making. Stay down. Accelerate through the ball. Make a good golf swing. Your destiny is right here.
0: It's wild.
2: He really has no idea just how close he is. Well, that was special. I mean, the the, the Jim Nance-Tom Weisskopf, uh chat was yep. just absolutely brilliant. It's broadcasting at its finest. And Jack obviously went on to hold that putt. It almost went in for a hole in one. And then, um, you know, at the end there, Norman basically could have tried to force it into a playoff, but it never happened. But Jack won his sixth green jacket. Just an incredible moment. Yeah. And... Uh, I, um, was watching a bit of footage the other
1: day of his grandson, uh, when, I mean, many years later, I don't have the exact year, but his grandson, um, was caddying for him in the par three contest and they let him have a crack on nine
2: and he, and he, and he hold, hole in one. I remember. Yeah. It was, Jack actually called that his greatest moment at Augusta, which was the most bizarre thing. (laughs) Uh,
1: 2018, it was the ace on nine. So what a special moment for that family. All right.
2: So number one. Well, can only be one person, can it? And I think even in a, a master's folklore, they, they say this is the greatest uh, moment, uh, at the masters now, you know, back in 1935, Gene Sarazan, well, he held a forward for an albatross, I think on the 13th hole, or was it 15 perhaps? I, I think it was 15. And uh, which but, Louis Usthazen did uh, in 2012. All oh, right, okay. But however, the thing is, we never got that on film. So on film, and the greatest moment uh, has to go Tiger Woods' chip on the 16th. Listen to this. This is the ball of Tiger Woods.
4: Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness.
2: Have you seen anything like that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: yeah. And weren't Nike wrapped as well oh. as the ball just hung there for the swoosh yeah. to be shown.
2: That was 2005. He just took a two-shot yeah. lead over Chris DiMarco. But the funny thing is he bogeys the last two holes. And then him and DiMarco go into a playoff. Yeah, But he begets him on the first playoff hole. I was up in the clubhouse after that because this is my first Masters. Yeah. And you could feel the ground shaking from that roar. It was Unbelievable.
1: Uh, great, great top five. Um, I reckon. Um, uh, commiserations to Bubba Watson. Uh, for the, for the snap hook in twenty twelve that set up uh, <laughs> his first major. Um, Louis Ustahsen's hole in one on twenty sixteen that actually bumped Davis Love the third's ball. Uh, sorry, uh, Jb Holmes's ball almost in. Um, which would have been two holes in one, which would have been extraordinary. Didn't miss by much. Um and uh, the Louis in Double Eagle or the Albatross uh, in 2012. Uh, Give us your 0433981116. We won't have much time left for your tip, Nick O'Hearn, but we're going to do that to finish up Off The Tee after this.
0: Lower your score and improve your game with custom-fitted clubs at Pureform Golf. This is Off The Tee with Sam Hargraves and Nick O'Hearn.
1: To finish up our first show of twenty twenty three on Off the Tee for Pure Form Golf, improve your game with custom fitted clubs at Pure Form Golf. Our swing tip of the week, Nick Hearn's book, how to play your best golf, Mizuno Golf. Find your nearest stockist or fitter at MizunoGolf.com slash AU. The feature of Augusta, one thing that sets it apart, Nick, is the steepness of the slopes. What is your advice for people who find themselves on a down slope, up slope, left slope, right slope, ever a slope?
2: Yeah, well, as Harrison Crow mentioned, you know, the, he couldn't believe how hilly the golf was. But sloping lies, it's all about adjusting your body to the slope. Number one thing I would say for a variety of the slopes is to widen your stance. Most people don't widen their stance enough. For a downhill lie, right-handed golfer, really widen it out, then lean all your weight into your left leg. That allows you to swing down with the slope. Uh, ball below the feet, you want to bend over a bit more, a nice wider stance. The other thing you've got to allow for is aim as well. So... Ball below the feet, the ball's going to want to go right. It's going to follow the slope. Ball above the feet, it'll want to go left. Follow the slope as well. So these are the sort of adjustments you need to make, but the stance is so important. Widen that stance and then try and get your weight going with the slope. How to play your best golf. Uh, You can get the book. You can get your Mizuno gear. Mizuno
1: golf hashtag. Nothing feels like a Mizuno. Great to be back on Off the Tee. Enjoy the 87th Masters, and we will speak to you all next week to wrap it all up. Until then, happy hitting. White Sam.